This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomoto, NPR. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hello and welcome to Amazing Grace for another week. I pray you will be blessed. My name's Lynette and today I'm joined by Dennis, my husband. Here at Amazing Grace we want to hear from you. We also have free giveaways, the book Steps to Christ and here in the local takeaway shops you will find the book Signs. It's a little book, but it's uh, packed full with um, really punchy articles on um, health and family and issues we face in life today. So, yeah, check out the local takeaways here in Palmerston North for a uh, copy of the book Signs. And we are also, we are happy to pray for you or a friend or family member on or off air. You can contact us by email at info at mpr.nz or text us and the um, number is 022 so let's just start now with a short devotion. I've been getting into the book of Hebrews, um, doing a bit of um, deep study in the book of Hebrews, and a question that was um, in the um, lesson that I'm following was, what did Paul suggest that um, the believers should do? They were under a lot of pressure. They had... They were, yeah, being mocked, ridiculed. Um, mobs were attacking them, all for their stand and believing that uh, Jesus was not just an ordinary man. The man who had been condemned on the cross had died, but they had seen alive and risen and were convinced that he was not just a man, but he was God, the Son of God. And um, Paul says in Hebrews four fourteen to 16, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession let us hold it fast, he says. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace for help in time of need. And friend, you you may be having um, struggles, trials at the moment. We all do at times. And um, things in the world seem to be really hotting up. And yeah, we don't know what's coming next. But we know one thing, that God is in control and he is allowing things. And all things work together for good to those who love God. And in Hebrews 13, 5 to 6, it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness, without dissatisfaction, without discontent. Our conduct, how we live, don't be 
thinking if only I had this or only I had that or if I had won the lotto then I'd be really happy he says let your conduct be without that kind of attitude be content with such things as you have and then he quotes Deuteronomy 31 6 and 8 and um, yeah Paul says be content with what you have because or for he himself has said who said he it's he's talking about God God has said I will never leave you nor forsake you so we can be content with what we have because what do we have friend we have the God of the universe the creator almighty God a redeemer and our friend saying he will never leave us or forsake us so we may boldly say the Lord is my helper I will not fear what can men do to me and again Paul is quoting another verse from the Old Testament so Paul really committed to memory these power packed promises from the Old Testament and and that's what we should be doing friend with the whole Bible power packed promises yeah and and um what he quotes from the second um, verse he quotes is from Psalms 118 verse 6 the Lord is my helper I will not fear what can men do to me so let's just have a prayer now to start dear heavenly father we thank you that we can call you our father wonderful merciful saviour shepherd redeemer and friend Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus to this world out of great love for each one of us. We ask that you will guide and lead us today and each day and help us to trust you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now we're going to have a a song and it's uh, by Wren Collective and it's called Rescuer. He is our rescuer. He's our rescuer. He's our rescuer. We are free from sin forevermore. Oh, how sweet the sound. Oh, how grace abounds. We will praise the Lord, our rescuer. There is good news for the captive. There is good news for the world who walked away There is good news for the doubter The one religion failed For the good Lord has come to seek and save He's our
segment of Amazing Grace Radio, 12th January 2022, and I'm going to do the health tip after, um, if you can put in the song, Rescuer Good News by Wren Collective before this segment. Hi and um, welcome, yes, you're listening to Amazing Grace And now we're going to do our health tip for today, and it's from the book Live More Happy by Dr. Darren Morton, and we were looking at this last year, and we've gone through about five chapters. Now, this is all about the center in our brain, the limbic system, which um, Dr. Darren calls the limbo for for, um, just a nickname, but what is the limbo? The main role of the limbo is, according to the researchers who have done a lot of research on the centre, it's uh, it's the centre of emotions, feelings is its core business and mood its main role. And he says, home of happy, the limbo's main role is the home of happy. And we've gone through what you need to know about your limbo, Your Limbo is Listening, Chapter 2, Motion Creates Emotion, talking about the benefits of exercise. Blue and green should often be seen, getting outdoors in um, bush and blue sunny skies. And now we're um, halfway through the chapter called Together Feels Better, Chapter 5. So, today we're looking at the subject of Forgive. And Dr. Darren Morton says, a psychologist friend of his, who he admired greatly, Dr. Dick Tippetts, has written a book titled Forgive to Live and developed an associated program. Dr. Tippetts makes the point that everyone has a grievance story. Yours may be killing you. Oh, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Unforgiveness destroys relationships. Dr. Tibbetts provides compelling insights into what forgiveness is and is not, why we should practice it, and how to go about it. He has countless stories of people who have finally been able to move forward by putting the past behind them. Sounds like a good book, doesn't it, to read? And the book again is called Forgive to Live by Dr. Tibbetts. He goes on to say, Dr. Tibbetts addresses many misconceptions about forgiveness. Forgiving is not forgetting. It does not wipe our memory. As we learned in Chapter 1, our limbo is actually designed to remember things that make us feel strongly. Forgiveness also does not excuse or endorse the actions of others and imply it was okay. And it does not negate the consequences of the wrong. Perpetrators need not and often should not be excused from the consequences of their actions. So what is forgiveness? 
Dr. Tibbetts explains forgiveness as giving up my right to hurt you by hurting me. Essentially, forgiveness is a circuit breaker of the vicious cycle that unforgiveness creates. It is consciously choosing to move ourselves from a negative place of revenge to a positive place of freedom. Interestingly, forgiveness does not even necessarily involve communicating with the person we are forgiving or them requesting to be forgiven. Rather, it is a a conscious decision that we make to put the past behind us and move forward more positively and constructively. While there are incredible and inspiring stories of people who have been able to move on from unimaginable wrong and hurt, lack of forgiveness affects us all. An unwillingness to forgive relatively small things can lead to cycles of unforgiveness that ravage relationships. Hurt people hurt people. Or hurting people hurt people. Often, unforgiveness abounds not so much from a malicious act, but for unmet expectations. We think to ourselves, they should have done this, or they should know, or they should have met my needs. We live in a world of high expectations. The media has a lot to answer for as it portrays an unrealistic picture of what our lives should look like. We can find ourselves resenting those, especially those closest to us, who seem to be getting in the way of the perfect life we feel entitled to. Finally, sometimes the person we need to forgive is ourself. Sometimes we need to stop hurting ourselves for the hurt we have caused. While we cannot change the past, we can change the future. If this resonates with you, I would encourage you, he says, to consult Dr. Tibbetts' work to help you move to a more positive place. There are two key things we can do to strengthen our existing relationships. Love first and forgive. Neither of them are easy. Neither of them come naturally to most of us. But they are things we can do. And they can be profound positive, they can bring profound positive change. You might be thinking, why should I be the one to love first and forgive? The short answer is, because ultimately it is for you. It can lift you and empower you to live more. So, putting into action, we're at the end of this chapter, Together feels better. Putting it into action. So number one, love first. Do something intentional to show someone in your social network that you care for them. Give thought to what might be their love language. Words of affirmation, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch or acts of service. Then act on that. Take note of how they respond and how it makes you feel. Number two, action. Find a friend. Do you need to expand your friendship circle? Put your brave face on and go to where people, friendly people hang out. Make a new friend the old school way. And action number three, forgive a friend. Is there someone in your social network you need to forgive? Decide to put the past behind you and move into a more positive place by no longer intentionally hurting them for hurting you. And that's the end of our segment today from the book Live More Happy by Dr. Darren Morton.
This is segment number three of Amazing Grace Radio. And mostly it's um, going to be Dennis on Revelation chapter six. Hi, and welcome back to um, Amazing Grace Radio. And the song you just listened to is called Turn Your Eyes. And it's by the group Sovereign Grace Music. 
and the CD is called Glorious Christ. Yeah, so um, just a reminder that you are listening to Amazing Grace here and uh, we do have some free giveaways. You are welcome to check out the local takeaways here in Palmerston North and you'll find the little book called Signs and it's full of articles on health and family and issues that we face in life today. And also the book Steps to Christ is a, a giveaway. You're welcome to email us or text to request this book. The email address is info at mpr.nz and the text Number is 0226815216. And now we're just going to have a break for ads. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the KiwiFruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Okay, you're listening to Amazing Grace and... Now I'm being joined by Dennis, who is continuing on his series that he's been doing on the book of Revelation, and it's Revelation chapter 6 today, and um, he tells me he's talking about the seals. Now, Dennis, is that the, the sea seals? No, it's a wee bit different. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a wee bit different. So yeah, it's good to uh, be back to you, and... Um, the book of Revelation is such a wonderful book, and it's um, the only book um, in the New Testament that Jesus says um, there's a blessing with. I'm sure there's a blessing with all of them, but just let me read here um, Revelation 3, I mean Revelation 1, 1 to 3, and it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, so it's all about Jesus, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ. Then verse 3, it says, Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are they who hear it hear it, and take it to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. So I, I really think that this um, applies to us. Um, toward, we are getting close towards the end of the world or the end of um, this age, as the Bible says, in different translations. So <clears throat> there's a blessing in reading. So Jesus said, blessed is he who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed is those that hear and take to heart. Now, Jesus also said um, <clears throat> uh, about the book of Daniel, and he said that, uh, he said in um, Matthew 24, um, verse 15, he says, talking about the book of Daniel, and especially the crisis at the end, um, he says, let the reader understand. Let him understand. And when you have a look in the book of Daniel, it actually, um, Daniel 12 and verse 4, it says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book unto the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Um, so the knowledge um, of the book of Daniel is going to be increased in the last days at the end of the um, end of time. So that's interesting, isn't it? Now when we look uh, when we look in the Bible, um, <clears throat> we can 
we're definitely getting close to the final uh, movements in the world. But <clears throat> when we read, when we read in the Bible, <clears throat> um, in Matthew 24, I just want to read um, in verses 6 and 7 and 8, and it says, watch out that, oh no, hang sorry, verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumours of wars, and see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And it says all these are the beginning of birth pains. So we are definitely seeing uh, <clears throat> an increase in the things that Jesus talked about, pestilences. Um, he talked about earthquakes and natural disasters. And it's like a woman giving birth to a child. So they become <clears throat> more frequent and more disastrous. And this is what's happening in the world. And there are many other things in the Bible that tell us that we're getting um, close to the final movements. Last year we went through um, about the seven churches. And in the end of each of the churches, there are some prom promises. Now, there's actually 21 promises in the seven churches. When you go through them, now I have a card with um, all the promises on them. and I'm just going to read some of them. And what wonderful promises these are. For those who accept God and um, surrender their lives to him, the, the promises are just amazing. It says, the right to eat from the tree of life. That means that we will live forever. And it says um, the crown of life is the promise there. And protection from the second death. No one wants to experience the second death. And then um, in Sardis, the Church of Sardis, it says um, the privilege of walking with Jesus. The privilege of walking with Jesus. Won't that be wonderful? And then it says um, the last one which is a culmination of them all, the right to sit with Jesus on his throne. My friend, you want to be there because they, um, the promises that God has for his children are just um, out of this world. Now, I also uh, mentioned many times about a series of um, little booklets going through the book of Revelation, which helps the layperson um, to understand. Well, not only lay people, but also ministers. Um, helps people to understand. If you put it into Google, Revelation, hope, meaning, and purpose, because that's what the, the book of Revelation gives, hope, meaning, and purpose. Now, <clears throat> I... I just like to mention um, again about the first seal, the first seal, um, which is Revelation six, um, one and two, where it talks about a lamb, the lamb, which is Jesus. He opened the seven seals, and then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, and a look there before me was a white horse, and <clears throat> its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he went out to conquer and he's bent on conquest. So this is, <clears throat> this is about Jesus and it's about sharing the gospel. And it's, <clears throat> see, Jesus wants to win each, each one's heart. Now just to summarize, um, Jesus wants to conquer or he wants to conquer your heart. He is bent on conquest. He will never give up to he will never give up hope. Uh, there is no hope of you coming no, oh, let me read it again. He will never give up to there is no hope of you coming to him. So no matter what you do, um God will never give up on you unless there is no hope for you. See, God loves you. 
He is your maker, my maker. He died for you and me so that we could be saved. So, <clears throat> so many promises in the Bible about coming, coming. Him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Isn't that wonderful? Now, <clears throat> maybe I could get my um, lovely wife to read Revelation chapter 6, 3 to 8. And we're going to read from, uh, Lynette's going to read from the contemporary English version. So, Revelation 6, and yep. what verses? 3 to 8. 3 to 8. When the Lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come out. Then another horse came out. It was fiery red, and its rider was given the power to take away all peace from the earth, so that people would slaughter one another, and he was also given a big sword. When the lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come out! Then I saw a black horse, and its rider had a balanced skull in one hand. I heard what sounded like a voice from somewhere above the four living creatures. It said, A quart of wheat will cost you a whole day's wages. Three quarts of barley will cost you a day's wages too. But don't ruin the olive oil or the wine. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come out. Then I saw a pale green horse. Its rider was named Death. And Death's kingdom followed behind. And they were given power over one-fourth of the earth. And they could kill its people with, the, with swords, famines, diseases, and wild animals. Right. <coughs> Sounds a bit solemn, doesn't it? It sure does. Mm, it really does sound solemn. So remember that um, <clears throat> that the Bible is written for our learning. Now, there's definitely a difference here between the first seal and then the ones that follow. You can definitely see the difference. So the first one is about the, the rider on the white horse. He's going out to conquer. So this is the spreading of the gospel. But then in these um, next three seals, um, there's definitely a difference. So the first one, <clears throat> well, the second one, I should say, the second seal is peace is taken from the earth. Right? It's just summarizing. The third seal, famine um, for those who reject the gospel. And fourth, it says death by four different ways. Why is there a difference to the first seal? So Jesus Christ is our maker, and we can only have eternal life by following him. Jesus said um, in John 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So he's our maker. And the only way that we can have eternal life and have life in its abundance is following him. He is the way to eternal life. He is the truth. If you want to know what the truth is, look at Jesus. Um, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And we have life only in him. But <clears throat> if, if we reject Jesus, there are consequences. Jesus wants to conquer your heart and my heart. We all have a debt to our maker by creation. He is our maker. And because he gives life, but all of us, we have broken his laws. That runs the universe. And God is a God of justice. And if God gives us justice, we are lost. We are lost. It's just like in society today. If you break the rules, you've got to pay the fine. If you break the rules on the road and you are caught, you've got to pay the fine. If you rob a um, uh, someone's house or a bank or whatever, you, there's, a, there's a price to be paid. <clears throat> the problem is that we've all broken God's law and we all have a price to pay. 
But the great news is that God is love. And Jesus died to save us from eternal life. And all who come to him will be saved to live with Jesus for eternity. Isn't, isn't God wonderful? You know, when you think about it, here's the God who made us. He's made a universe. And um, in the beginning, Adam and Eve listened to the devil. And <clears throat> they... They ended up rebelling from God, but God, out of his great love for man and woman, <coughs> mankind, um, he came to this world and took our place and uh, so that we could be saved from his justice and could live forever with him. Isn't that amazing? Now, Lynette, I think we should have a break. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to have the song now called... Bless the Broken Road, and it's sung by the group Sila.
Welcome. Welcome back to our <coughs> short talk on the book of Revelation dealing with the seals. And <coughs> as we've been mentoring with the seal uh, 2 to 4, there are consequences of rejecting God's wonderful invitation for the gospel. The gospel is the good news. And there is consequences, and this is what all the seals are about. Now, for instance, the, the second seal it says there'll be no peace. Now, there's an interesting verse in <clears throat> in Isaiah 48:22. It's actually repeated in, in a number of places, but it says, "There is no peace," says the Lord, "for the lost." <clears throat> and I have a comment from. <clears throat> um, an author, Timothy, uh, Timothy Keller, in his book, Pain and Suffering, it says, this is talking about the natural consequences. If we live for and love anything more than God, then your life is always going to be like a tossing sea. You will always be restless without peace. If you love anything more than God, you are always going to be anxious about it. God is saying the natural consequences of turning away from me, the natural consequences of not centering your life on me is deep restlessness. So that's interesting. And then another um, quote from a book called Desire of Ages and says, Sin destroys our peace. The masterful passions of the heart no, no human power can control. We are helpless. So <clears throat> we can only have real peace when we give our lives to God because he's in control of everything. Now the third seal, there is a famine. And the Bible talks about at the end that there is going to be a famine, not for food, which there probably will be, but a famine for hearing the word of God. And <clears throat> that famine, people are going to go everywhere trying to find um, a word from God, but it's going to be too late. So we need to take God seriously. Then the fourth um, seal, um, which is death, and there was four ways where death was going to be brought. And I, I love what it says, um, what John Bunyan says about Romans 6.23. He said, um, see, it says, the wages of sin is death. Death. That means eternal death. But um, <clears throat> John Bunyan said to the devil, can't live on those wages. We can't live on those wages. We can't. Now, to summarise, I'd like to summarise. Um, so the, the seals two to four trace the progressive hardening of the loss as they continue to resist the gospel, the good news of the rider, uh, the rider on the white horse. <clears throat> Mankind and Jesus have an enemy that wants to destroy us. At the cross, Satan killed Jesus, but in the end, he will be destroyed. But in the meantime, he is our enemy too, and he wants to destroy mankind. He wants to destroy you and me. Now, <clears throat> he can't touch God. He hates God, and God loves his children, which are us. And he can only get at God by getting at us. <clears throat> now, the only hope for you and me is to turn to Jesus. If Jesus is not your Lord, please come to Jesus now. And the wonderful invitation where it says, Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful promise? Isn't that amazing? If we come to Jesus... We commit our lives to him. You know, he will not cast us out. That's a wonderful promise. It says that God cannot lie. Now, <clears throat> the author of the um, booklets, uh, Revelation, Hope, Purpose and Life, um, or Meaning in Life, um, <clears throat> and this is what, um, there was two authors for those booklets, and this is what he says, um, he says, the issue, who is in charge of the universe? Is God in charge? Question, has he always been just? Is he truly worthy to rule? How can he be considered just and loving when there is so much suffering in the world? 
Would you trust a ruler who would be willing to die for your benefit? God, who rules the universe, he's willing, he willingly and openly died to save you and me. We may not understand everything um, that is going on in the universe. We may not understand um, what God is doing. We may not understand why so much suffering goes on here, but the book of Revelation tells us that God solved the issue at the cross of Jesus Christ. And at the cross, we begin to understand the government of God. At the cross, God demonstrated his right to rule. There are two basic uh, ways to rule in this world, by right or by might. The book of Revelation tells us that God rules like a lamb, a slain lamb, willing to die for his subjects. <clears throat> Trouble everywhere now and the future is going to come even more and more. Revelation tells us, don't worry, in the end, God will set it right. He will be just and will be seen to be just. So isn't that good? It's just wonderful, isn't it, that... God <clears throat> is for each of us. So I'd just like to close with a prayer and thank you for your time. Father in heaven, uh, you know each person who is listening. You know everything um, about each person. It says that uh, you have more thoughts for each person than the sand upon the seashore. Isn't that amazing? So Lord, just bless the person who's listening. Um, and lead them to Jesus if they haven't come. And if they have come to Jesus, Lord, we just pray um, that you keep them. Thank you for your promises. God bless. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So from uh, Dennis and myself here, um, we pray that you will grow in grace. May the love of the Father and the grace of the Lord Jesus and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. God bless. Until next time. Ah uh...